You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to Make You All Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and the dancing Aaron Huxworth, who uh, likes the jam here, so... That, that must be uh, on the iTunes. We are joined now by Pam Maldonado of Yahoo Sports, who's here to talk about the Memorial Golf Tournament, uh, Roland Garros, and whatever we can, whatever else we can fit in. So, Pam, let's talk about the Memorial. Uh, longer course, average fairway widths, greens are a little bit smarter. What are some stats that you will be looking at for your bets for the weekend? Smarter. They are smarter, but they are also smaller. <laughs> They're one of the smallest greens on tour. Um, so it makes this course very difficult. So this course for Edmurefield Village Golf Club in Ohio, yes, it is on the longer end, but it is still going to highly favor the better ball strikers and those who can make their way around the greens, those who can chip it up and down and give themselves some birdie opportunities or fix themselves if they tend to miss the green. Because of that, I'm looking at the best ball strikers on tour, and there's a handful of players in the field that I like. Um, my favorite play that I love this week, like I'm just certain that it, it has to be coming, is Terrell Hatton. You know, he's one of the best ball strikers on tour, but he seems to really rise to the occasion on some of these difficult courses. He took T3 at the Quell Hollow. He took T4 at Bay Hill. And even in last week's PGA Championship, he took T15. So for a top 20 finish, you're getting plus money at plus 105 for a top 20. But I also love him as an outright at twenty-two to one. Mm. And the form is off the charts as well. So I wonder how much of that comes into play. Uh, Fifteen, a five, and a three recently. Uh, last mm-hmm. week was one of those courses where course history certainly a fed, and and a lot of people, uh, of course, remember the Masters. That's the biggest fit of the year as far as course history. But are we now in, in a time where you're paying much more attention to form? I am paying attention to more recent form, more so than course history. I'm For course history, it's always going to be the same for me. I don't care if you have, you know, multiple miscuts and top 20s. It's more so important of do you have experience at this course rather than do you have the results at a course. Um, of course, the, the better that you do somewhere, the more beneficial it is. You want to take them on your card. But at the same token, there's a lot of players who have adapted their game, like the Ricky Fowlers, the Terrell Hattons, went into this better now in this year in 2023, having better seasons, having changed their game, altered the game, uh, just become a better player than they were previously doing. So I'm more so looking at recent form, always first and foremost, over course history. I know you like top 20 bets. Who else um, do you have your eye on here? Well, I just mentioned him, uh, Ricky Fowler. I am huge belief, a believer in Ricky Fowler. I am on that train and I am not letting go of it because I have just high conviction that we have still yet to see the best of what Ricky Fowler could produce. For this field, it is a much difficult more field, like 11th. 
He's 11th in the field for strokes game total. He's top 15 for his short game. But people are going to look at his miscut of the PGA Championship and like, oh, you know, we were all on Ricky Fowler then, and he didn't produce anything. Fowler missed the cut on the number, and it was his best driving performance that he, that he himself has had this year. It was fourth best in the field. That was his best since October. The problem for him that day was his putting, which is typically the strongest part of his game. It was eighth worst in the field. So his putting performance in his it was his worst putting performance in his last eleven tournaments. But he more than made up for it last week, and I took him last week as in the top twenty, in the top ten, and he produced. He finished T six at the Charles Schwab. But it's just he has largely improved on his game from twenty twenty two season. He played in 2022, 2022 tournaments last year, and he had nine missed cuts. If you look at his iron play combined with his short game, he so has the ability here to like keep producing some of these results. And I'm just like, I have high belief that we're going to see another win from Fowler. I don't know if it's going to be this week, but I think it's going to, it's definitely going to come mm-hmm. this year. When it comes to Scotty Scheffler, it's hard to find a golfer who has better recent form right now. And certainly the course fit would suggest that betting on him in some way may offer some value. Now an outright bet you know, the odds are a little short, but is there another way that you can tail Scotty Scheffler this weekend? Take him in every head-to-head matchup. Top five has been money. And there's not a single player in the field every week where you can comfortably take a top five market and be like, yeah, I'm good. Scotty Scheffler is that player right now over Rom, over anybody else that I trust. Scheffler is the only player that I trust to take in the top five market. And I am riding that train until the wheels fall off. You talked about how good a form he is. From tee to green, he is absolutely lapping the field, gaining 10-plus strokes in three straight tournaments. That is just absolutely unheard of. He has back-to-back tournaments where he's gained 15-plus. The last time we saw results like this was from Tiger Woods. Like, it is just – you're seeing his performances are being muted because he's not a flamboyant player. He's not like the Brooks Kevin Flashy. He just does everything in silence, and his results are showing it. He's top – his top – the top three performances from here – are all from Scotty Shuffler. He is he won the players. He took T two at the PGA Championship. He took T three at the Charles Schwab. Um, there is nothing that he can really do wrong right now. He is playing such strong golf, and it's just absolutely phenomenal to see. Another win is coming. I would I do I don't mind spending six to one on him to win because if I like him in a top five, why wouldn't I put some on him to win as well? What do we do with Billy Horschel uh, last year more so? Because when you have a result like that, we had a run of guys at the top of their game uh, winning this tournament with Cantlay, Rom, Cantlay, and even Bryson at that time. And and then you get a, a big number like Horschel, like, oh, maybe you, you can get a longer shot once in a while. That was the case, you know, closer to 10 years ago. Are people going to be chasing something that just isn't there? When, when they're looking at this tournament and saying, okay, who is this year's Billy Horschel? And maybe we should stay near the top. Anything to learn from last year? Or did it make sense to you that he won? This year's Billy Horschel is bleeding red. <laughs> if you look at every <laughs> tournament that he has played in 2023, mm-hmm. losing strokes off the team, losing strokes with his irons, even his short game, which is supposed to be, he's a short game specialist, and he is not gaining strokes on his short game. He's losing both around the green, and he's very volatile with his putter. He had a phenomenal, phenomenal tournament last year, of course, to win it all. That was his first tournament that he had gained strokes in every single category in a while. So it's not to say that it can't happen again, but there's just nothing indicative for me with this year. And I'm not talking about just 2023. I'm even dating back to like September 
Um, that's a lot of months, a lot of rounds of golf to show, hey, what have you done for me since? And it's a whole lot of nothing. So I think there's a lot of like one hit wonder situations. And that win from Horschel last year was really great. There's nothing in 2023 that says I want to put money on him. Yeah, there's another guy that I feel that way about. Um, his odds are typically on the shorter side, probably because of his name. But for me, as of late, he just hasn't been consistent like Scheffler or Rom, and that's Rory. How do you rate Rory McIlroy these days? Uh, like I do with the Colts. <laughs> I'm, I'm, when I bet on him, I'm wrong. When I bet against him, I'm wrong. I was early in the season, I was high on Rory McIlroy almost every tournament. Um, but like you mentioned, he is very volatile of a player. Now, there is some promising upside to him right now because at the PGA Championship, it was his first time gaining strokes in every category for the first time since he, since, uh, the Arnold, since he took T2 at the Arnold Palmer in March. But he had after. <laughs> so it's like, which version of Rory are we going to get this week? Because if you look at his past history, when he's gained strokes in every category, He's either missed the cut or he's gone on and continue on for a T5, a T4, and just had a bundle of solid results. I'm optimistic about him just because we know that his capability is still uh, exceeds most players' ability. His baseline is still most players' best, and that's just something that I always say consistently with him because he's a top five player in the world for a reason. So I think this is a good opportunity to maybe put him into like a head-to-head -head matchup you win here absolutely i just need to see more consistency and there's a lot of players on tour that are more consistent if i'm a better i want consistency if i'm a fan hey rory this week all the way hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Pam, you mentioned liking uh, Shuffler and just about any matchup. A couple of other matchups that I love. Hatton talked about him uh, over Cam Young at minus 164. Justin Thomas over Jordan Spieth at minus 132 is another one I like. Uh, any of those you're tailing or fading or any other matchups that stand out to you? Thomas scares me. He is, he's one of those volatile players where every week it's just a mixed bag with him. You don't know if you're going to get him solid off the tee. You don't know if you're going to get him around the green. Um, his putting is always wonky. So he's just up and down, and that's not a player. He hasn't been on any of my betting cards probably at all this 2023 season. You know that Thomas is one of the better players on tour, but he just hasn't shown that ability this year. He has a couple of top 20 finishes, sure. He took fourth place in the Phoenix Open, but that's his best result that he's had since, um, and he hasn't really produced much. So I'm not sure if having the caddy change – was beneficial to him after all. It could be one of those Ricky Fowler situations where, hey, in 2023, his results aren't all that uh, promising, but in 2024, he's going to go on an absolute tear. One head-to-head -head matchup that I do prefer, um, and it's taking Corey Connors over Russell Henley. Uh, Corey Connors is one of the best ball strikers on tour, and granted, Russell Henley is as well, but I just believe that Corey Connors just has a rejuvenated short game right now. In back-to-back -back events, he has gained around the green. 
That is not something that Corey Connors do does. He's not known for his short game abilities. And headed into the day four of the PGA Championship, Connors was actually one shot back, one shot back of the lead. Um, it was unfortunate for him that he finished five over for a T12, but he had promising results from start to finish. And so I have confidence that Corey Connors can continue on that short game ability mixed in with his ball striking. Not only do I like him in this head-to-head matchup, but I also like Corey Connors for a top 20 finish as well. Uh, Pam, let's transition over to some tennis. How has uh, the French Open been treating you, and uh, what is most notable in what you've seen so far? How has it been treating Let's see. Yesterday, I was victim to one of the worst bad beats at the French <laughs> Open yet, and it was taking um, what uh, Sebastian Baez, which is a clay court specialist, over a Gal Monfils, uh, the Frenchman, who is popular and widely known, and he was up 4-0 in the fifth set, and he lost. <laughs> and that's just something that is atypical to happen, especially when Monfils was hobbling on one leg because he was cramping. He had no business winning that match. <laughs> and so very unfortunate for fall, to fall on that end. Um, but, yeah, there's a, the biggest upset that we've seen at Roland Garros is Daniil Medvedev, world number two. Uh, he just came off winning at Rome, his first court title that he's had. And he seemed to have been in good spirits about having a newfound relationship with Clay. And he's out in the first round against a qualifier in Chicago Sea Both Wild. But I'm not sure if Wild revealed, I've heard it multiple ways. <laughs> but, um,. <laughs> It was a phenomenal match. It was entertaining. It was exactly what you want as a fan and as a sports better because it gave you opportunities to back the underdog in live situations. But that's been the biggest upset that we have seen so far. What are some of your favorite bets? Um, and how do you like to bet it? Are you looking like game spread, total games, money line? How do you like to bet the French Open? I like to bet the French Open, it varies. Um, it depends on who the player mm -hmm. is. It depends on, it's a best of five tournament. So you're looking for any angle that you can get for them to win in three sets, four sets. Um, the game spread is something that I like to bet typically in a best of three rather than a best of five. Um, but taking the game totals, um, I really like set betting over game or total betting. But um, for this tournament specifically, for today's matches, they're already really deep in because they start early morning 4 a.m central time um so they're already mm -hmm. towards the tail end of it but for tomorrow's matches on thursday i'm going back to the qualifier i am not going back i'm i want to back thiago see both wild and i am going to take the game spread but because i just highly believe i'm i have high conviction in this player right now over uh five and a, minus five and a half games against guido bea um so he's a Brazilian player. He has a massively powerful forehand. And the courts right now are playing not as slow as they typically do because the weather has been great. You have sun, you have uh, sun and no wind and no rain, which is really good because it's now only going to make his powerful forehand all that much more powerful. I don't at all think that his win over Medvedev was a fluke. I think he really is just, he's been playing a lot on the Challenger Tour. He has straight set win victories. He rarely gets to three sets. He has a lot of momentum, a lot of repetition coming into this match. And in his post-match, he said that, um, I used my forehand against Medvedev and it worked. So he knows what the strength of his game is. Mm -hmm. He came into the net often. And when you have a player that has a strong, powerful forehand mixed in with the ability of shortening the rallies, shortening the points by coming into the net, closing up that gap, 
oh, you're, you are you are strong. So not only do I expect him to comfortably get Baspea, who is hasn't defeated a power player at all. He had straight set losses to Ilya Ivashka. He was bageled against Alejandro Davidovic Fakina. He had a loss against Denis Shapovalov, who is mightily struggling this season. Those are power hitters. And he can't win against them. So I expect Wild to get through this round. And I'm super excited to see how deep he can exactly get. Just 30 seconds left here. Uh, Alcarez still the favorite to play. Plus one. In that MDM, two to five. Don't like that bet. Uh, but if it's not going to be one of those two uh, winning the French Open, who do you like? It's Carlos Alcaraz winning the French Open. <laughs> and I would still find anything around. <laughs> if he can still find anything around, what were the odds that you said? Plus 140 on Ben. Uh, yeah, I'll take that 100%. Um, I don't see him even dropping like maybe more than three, four sets in this tournament. Uh, if it wasn't him, though, then it would have to be maybe um, Novak Djokovic. And it would just, it's, it would have to be because Carlos Alcaraz fell. But I mean, there's really um, not really any player in this field right now that has the power, the momentum, the strength, the ability, the everything, every weapon at his disposal. And he is coming into this fresh legs. He's good. <laughs> it's Carlos Alcaraz all the way, baby. That's the correct answer, by the way. So, Yahoo Sports, thank you so much for your time. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, Brad Powers joins us for our first off-season deep dive into college football right here on the BetQL Network.